It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 9th. I'm Donald Ware. Look, we're 16 days away from the start of the HBCU football season, and we're going to continue in the MEAC today, as a matter of fact. And uh, joining us on the line, we're, we're going to preview the Howard Bison, who had a 7-4 and four. Yes, you heard me correctly. A 7-4 and four record on last year. Mike London in his first season last year. Of course, now in his second season as the head football coach of the Bison. Graciously joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach London? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A, a, really a pleasure to have you. I, I just want to kind of get your thoughts 10 days uh, into camp and, and how things are moving for the Bison to this point. Yeah, you know, we started uh, training camp, you know, you're in the, the dog days of training camp. So we're, we're about in our, our uh, had our sixth practice today and battling, you know, weather and fatigue and all that stuff. But that's 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 the norm for camp. Uh, you know, we got a lot of young players that had a large recruiting class of young players and trying to fuse them into some of the players that we have returning and, and trying to find the identity for this year's team. So we're excited about the challenge. And uh, but you know we we have we think we have some players that can uh, can rise to the challenge. So uh, we're trying to put all the pieces together right now. Yeah, you know I, I got to take you back to last year because I know when we talked with you the week after uh, you were hired and 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 it was I thought it was interesting that you came in uh, to, to Howard to kind of advise them on the football program. Ultimately, was offered the job and then ultimately took the job. But this is a Bison program that has been down for many many years. How were what are so I mean how were you able to take this program? And then go seven and four, a tie for second place within, you know, perhaps an opportunity to have to have won this thing. You know, it starts with the guys that uh, that you hire, the coaches that can also carry the mantra in terms of the go to class, show class, treat people with dignity and respect. Those are the things that are off the field in the classroom that are important. And then, you know, uh, have a, a high caliber of energy and passion for what we do and you know, I thought, thought our coaches did a great job of coaching and teaching the schemes and systems, recruiting young men that, you know, that, that wanted to say, you know what, I embrace the best of both world opportunities, academic challenges, and also the chance to, to play and compete for championships on the field. So, you know, we talked about Mission Possible being our, our, our statement, our, you know, our, our marching orders there. And, and this year is Mission Possible 2.0, and we want more. So, you know, we're not resting on our laurels. I mean, we still feel we have a lot to prove. And, and, but, but at the same time, you know, our, our players are excited about the, the challenges that this year presents. And uh, we're in practice right now, as, as, as we say, getting ready for our first, uh, our first opening game. Yeah, no, no question about it. Were there some things that were lacking uh, in the program that you were able to correct? Or was it a, a situation where the culture needed to be changed there? You know, we, one of the things early on was the ability for guys to go to summer school, not only raise the GPA, but have an opportunity to be around your strength and conditioning coach. Uh, that's always critical as far as your development, the academic lift muscles, but also, you know, physically, you know, lifting and training. And I thought that was an, an important element of, uh, of last year in the first game against UNLV. So we've got that. We've, we've raised, you know, the team's GPA. We've still got a lot of work to do, you know, from, from past issues of, of academic performance. But, you know, we're changing the culture of the expectations of going to class. And, uh, and and doing well in the classroom. So, you know, it, it's it's just a mindset that that you that you adopt and that you keep uh, that you keep talking about because it, it's critical for the overall success of the team. 
last thought on last year. I mean, you have you've had some big wins uh, in your career as a head coach. I mean, your first year at Richmond, you win the FCS national championship. Some good wins while you were the head coach at six years at, at, at UVA. Where does the win against UNLV for you? Your very first game at Howard again. I mean, I, I don't think we can overstate the fact that this has been a down program meaning Howard but how where does that win against UNLV rank in terms of the great victories that you've had in your career well I, hey that's a great question obviously that you know winning the championship at Richmond after you know losing the first you know a uh, few games and then going on a nine game winning streak having the ability to at, at Virginia to beat uh, Florida State and Miami on the road for you know a one of the teams, very few teams to, to ever have done that. But, you know, when you when you come into a program, you know, as we were at Howard and, the, you know, the odds of winning and just all the expectations that people thought we would, you know, we just, you know, just kind of be somebody's homecoming opponent and not do well. Well, to, to, after the game, to see the elation of the players celebrate and take the field and, the, you know, the Gatorade bath and the, the post-game in the locker room celebration, I tell you what, to see where the program was, to at that moment experience that was something truly amazing. And probably the biggest thing was the next day the Reverend Jesse Jackson came into my office unannounced, just kind of shocked, almost fell out of my chair, <laughs> came in unannounced and talked about the significance of the win, not only from you know Howard beating UNLV and, and you know, the, the biggest upset in college football history in terms of the point spread, but also the significance for HBCU football, the significance you know for the David and Goliath story and things like that. So he talked to me that Sunday, and then he came and talked to the team on uh, the next day. And and what he talked about when he was at North Carolina A&T, they had to come, you know, enter to the back of the uh, the hotel. They were the last to eat, you know, and, and the and, and the plight of African Americans back at that time. Just how how prideful he was for the moment and for you know for for HBCU football at, at that time because of the because of the significance of it. So he brought home a reality that these young guys, you know, they. They walk around and they wear the gear. They, they they go come and go as they please. But there was a time that always wasn't the case. And so he brought that to the reality. That was a that was a history lesson that was well worth it. Yeah, no, absolutely. That the voice of Mike London in his second season as the head football coach at Howard joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Kalen Newton, absolutely splendid for you last year. 753 yards on the ground, uh, 2,432 yards through the air. W- what are some of the, the the improvements that you've seen from him uh, in spring and now uh, in fall camp? And, and, and again, what a true freshman uh, season he had last year. You know, um, you know, Coach Mary, the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, you know, we, we signaled a lot of things to him because he was a learning curve. There was a lot of things he had to do, so we tried to – minimize some of the decisions that he had to make and and now after a year of going through the scheme and the systems now he has the ability to to call the audibles on the field to make the directives to to, to the play and and uh, what we're going to do so and, that, and that's the learning curve we talk about increasing our football iq as a team and every player you know so that's that's what we're doing and that's that's what we want to do and uh um you know um we, we want to make sure that we are uh uh, uh, helping our players understand how to play the game. And, and I believe he's gotten to the point where, you know, we're going to entrust him with more with the offense and the audibling and, and, and you know, and, and calling plays. And so we'll see. You know, his, his development has done 
has lended him the opportunity and the trust to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna go that way. No question about it. You know, I, I want to talk about a, a player or two. I mean, how important is it for him? I mean, you lose Kyle Anthony. Um, he had the most receptions last year, but boy, Jaquez Ezzard comes back 26.3 yards per reception. How big is it for a guy like Kalen Newton to have a deep threat like that and a guy that, uh, you know, could be your number one in 2018? Well, you know, obviously, you know, I just heard that Anthony's uh, with the Green Bay Packers right now, so we hope that he makes the team and, and helps them, you know, win games. Uh, but we also know that the returning receivers that we have, Jaquez Desert, who was tops in the country in yards per catch, and Kyle Anthony is an all-conference performer as well. So those two guys are back. You know, the running back situation looks like it might be running back by committee, but we have some very young talent running backs that can handle the, you know, ha- handle that. So. I think, you know, with Kalen having gotten better at quarterback and we're, we're a big RPO team, you know, run, play, action, pass. Um, so I believe we have the threats in order to, you know, for Kalen to run the ball, to give it, or, or to pull it and throw it. So uh, we're looking forward to trying to be as explosive as we've been in the past, and we want to make sure we continue that with playmakers. And I believe we have those two guys, particularly in the receiver positions. Mike London, the head football coach at Howard, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. One of the kids, um, and and when we had a chance to rank the, you know, the the recruiting classes, one of the kids I was most impressed with that you all were able to, uh, to 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 retain, uh, Ty Freeland. Um, is a guy that played for you on last year as a, as a freshman also. Um, can you talk about maybe him, his maturation, and then some of the other guys that you're expecting big things from defensively? You know, what's, what's interesting is that we looked at our roster and, you know, we, we, we signed a, a large recruiting class, 25, 23, 25 guys that have come in. We got about 66 guys on our team that are freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores. That's a lot of young young players, and, and a lot of them played last year. So we're, we're a young team with returning experience, but I still got guys that aren't shaving right now, you know. So yeah. uh, Ty Freeland, I tell you what, he, uh, he, he was hurt a little bit early on, but, you know, he, he had the ability to, uh, to, to play a lot of games, start as a free safety. He's healthy right now. He looks good in practice. He's one of those guys as a true freshman as well as Aaron Walker, true freshman that played and started. Now they're both back, uh, so you know we're, we're we're excited about their opportunity, you know, for them to uh, uh, to call the defenses. You know, again, like Kalen, now they've learned, they know the run fits, they they they've experienced the different coverages, they played in big games, you know, they played in close wins, tough losses. So that experience for them is going to be something that we, uh, you know, that we value, and, and and they're 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 leaders. You know, you talk about two sophomores that are leaders uh, of the team. Uh, you mentioned it could be a running back by committee situation, uh, which I don't know. May, maybe it's a concern, but are there some some concerns um, that you? Or what are some of the concerns you have going into the 2018 season? Well, you know we uh, you know we need to get more depth up front offensively, the offensive line. Uh, you know, and you do have you know concerns that uh, that you see the skill level of the of the running backs. You know. A guy like Anthony Filial was fast, can catch, and do a lot of things. So, you know, and you don't really know until you start playing. So, you know, we got good running backs, and a lot of them we got. We got a guy that's a ten seven hundred meter. We got a guy that looks like Ricky Williams. I mean, he's thick, and there's a lot of things he can do. We got a guy that's going to be 
a kick returner, punt returner, running back. So we're going to have to find who can help us play and contribute in any level, offense or special teams. And so that's kind of where we are. And, you know, and, and as I said, I think we're, you know, we have uh, every, every other place, I think we're, we're in good shape. But like I said, you got to have those horses up front and, and we're a little light in the offensive line, but I think we got enough guys, young players are going to have to play there as well. And, and so we'll see, you know, as the maturation process goes along, as the season goes along. And then lastly, what, can you kind of speak, I know last year with, with the, the great wins and the, particularly with the win against UNLV, I mean, you represented well um, the following week against uh, Kent State, who was on your schedule again this year. But coming into this season, now that you've had a full year under your belt, what is the vibe like on the campus at Howard and then uh, ultimately throughout the Washington area as it relates to the Bison? Well, I, I think there's, there's, there's positive energy, number one. Um, you know, last year, coming out of the media day, we were picked to finish uh, ninth. You know, this year, maybe surprise or not surprise, whatever, we we're picked seventh. And our thing is, you know what, it, it doesn't matter. We, we still feel we have a lot to prove, uh, that uh, we have to earn the respect of, of, of people that, that we play. We're going to continue to keep doing that. But there, there's, there's a positive vibe. You know, I went out and traveled out. Out Midwest, you know, to St. Louis, to Chicago, and Indianapolis. We're playing Bethune Cookman in, in the uh, in a, in a classic, uh, you know, up there at Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium. So that's going to be great, you know, playing, you know, two FBS teams, you know, on the road. The first one is Ohio. They're, they were the MAC champs. So we're, we're traveling, going back to you know to Kent State again, and then of course you have the uh, you know the MEAC conference uh, schedule of, of some very good teams there. So. You know, the, the vibe is good. Uh, the confidence of the players is such that uh, we have confidence that we can play and be in any game. And, uh, and that, that's, a, that's a springboard from last year's uh, uh, season into the spring and into the summer and now into camp. And so, again, we're excited about the opportunity to, uh, to play and, and, and get started. Mike Linden in his second season as the head football coach at Howard. The Bison opened the season, as mentioned, on Saturday, September 1st at Ohio. Coach London, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Bison this season. Thanks for having me. Look forward to speaking to you again. Howard is back. I don't think there's any question about it. Do you remember those really good Howard teams in the 90s? Uh, Jay Walker, Ted White, um, etc. Um, the Flea, I mean, all of those great players that played at Howard. And the thing about it, um, you know, when I look at, when you look at Mike London's career, uh, you know, again, a national championship, his first year as the head coach at Richmond, and then his first year at UVA, a 4-8 and eight record. But in his second year um, at Richmond, didn't win a national championship, but went to the semifinals. Second year at Richmond, he was named the ACC Coach of the Year and led that team. Uh, I think the, I think the the Cavaliers were eight and five, and they played in the uh, in the Peach Bowl um, that year. So his second year. Um, previous as as a head coach has really been successful, and I don't expect anything less with uh, with Kalen Newton. I mean, he's an electric, exciting player, and um, this is going to be a good Howard team. I think I mentioned um, during the A and T podcast, boy, um, th that's just the game A and T and and Howard. That's just the game that you got to play each and every year. These are rival schools, and I know that teams rotate off 
of the schedule. Although that, I don't know how much that's going to play now that um, Hampton is gone and then Savannah State's going to be gone after this year. So you may play everybody. Is you know, it's a it's a possibility. I guess you'd have ten teams. Ah, you may not. But uh, in any case, um, boy, that's a game that you want to see. Um, and, and to me, that would be a a an even a, a premier measuring stick for Howard in the MEAC would be to play A&T, who has won it, uh, the MEAC championship um, two of the last three years and are the defending uh, MEAC champions outright, the defending HBCU national champions and the defending Celebration Bowl champions. With all of that said, Howard's going to have a really, really good season. They got a couple of, you know, again, a couple of tough games out of the gate, two FBS opponents out of the gate, but then um, to open, well, I don't even know if it's opening MEAC play, but uh, their first game at home is going to be against Savannah State. So, um, you know, I, I expect the Bison to be pretty good in 2018 that's going to wrap it up for today's hbcu football daily podcast on tomorrow we stay in the MEAC, and we're going to travel a little bit up the road from howard as a matter of fact our last MEAC school to preview the delaware state hornets and they have a new head football coach so with that being said um i'm out of here and i'll talk with you tomorrow One track mind. They lost. They lost. One track mind.